0: Hello, friends at the Geek Guide. Tony here, doing a solo show. Low uh, at Paul's request. Olo. I'm going to try to keep it short. Tolo. That's that's bad. Um, so I'm here to talk about one of my all-time favorite films, Heather's, 1988. Heather's, starring Winona Ryder, Christian Slater, Shannon Doherty. Um, this movie is the movie I've seen most in my life. This is true every day for an entire summer. I watched this movie, so it probably would have been the summer of 89, not the summer of 88. It's probably when I got my hands on the VHS It's in the summer of 89. True fact, every day for an entire summer I watch this movie at least once, sometimes twice a day, every day. This, bu- this movie means a lot to me. Um, the history of Heathers is that New World Pictures, which was Roger Corman, Blessed Be Thy Name, his production company New World's Pictures was sold and the people who bought it didn't know how to run a small independent um, film company and make money like Roger Corman did and so they started losing money so the second to last film that was ever made was Heather's and so they were just kind of in bankruptcy and the the writer and director and the producer Denise Nova they were just kind of like left alone so this script Heather's couldn't get made anywhere like people kept saying oh my god absolutely love that script there's a zero percent chance we're going to make that oh my god that script is brilliant that is bitingly funny there's a zero percent chance we're going to make it Denise Novi saw it and believed in it Uh, Michael Lehman who went on to write Batman Returns and of course Hudson Hawk more importantly um, wrote this and he had a whole dream like in his mind Stanley Kubrick was going to direct it and there was a different ending which I've read the full script which you should read the full script if you if you ever want to you know Watch Heather's re- seeing his original vision. It's a lot longer. It's even more um, brutal, I guess we'd say, than than what it turned out to be. So this is a star maker for Christian Slater and for Winona Ryder. Shannon Doherty was already sort of a name at that point in time, but she's third billing in here. Kim Walker tragically uh, died. One of the other uh, actors in this tragically went on to to take his own life. Um, Uh, Patrick Labereau, I'm sure I'm saying his last name, who plays Ram, who plays one of the worst characters in the entire movie. He actually is like the exact opposite of Ram in real life, and he's gone on to do some fun things and, and and do a lot of TV work and other movies, so he's it's funny that he plays the worst of the worst of them, and he turns out to be one of the nicest guys, but Christian Slater shows up and does his Jack Nicholson routine, which is also kind of how he talks, but the whole movie, he's channeling Jack Nicholson. Winona Ryder was a kid when they made this. That's why a lot of the lighting scenes in this film are weird, because she couldn't shoot too many scenes at night. She actually turned 16 on the set. This is one of the few times where kids were playing kids in a movie about kids you know they were not just getting thirty-year-olds and so this is a movie that couldn't get made they tried to make a TV show reboot of it and it kept getting canceled and moved around and ultimately I think it just got released as a streamer because you know how do you deal with guns and violence and teen suicide when every day in America there's guns and violence and teen suicide shooting at schools the day that I'm recording this yesterday there was another school shooting in St. Louis. This is just what happens. And so the commentary that Heathers makes about this extreme reaction that people make to to their schools and how schools are terrible places for kids, and they're supposed to be these places that protect us, and it pushes them to do violence, as it were. And JD, of course, wants to blow up the school. That's the, that's the plot of this. Um, But in the meantime, they kill people and they make it look like suicide and it's done as a joke and so you're like, how is that funny? And it doesn't sound funny, does it? But it is. It's bitingly funny because it's so honest. The villains in this are totally two-dimensional. The power structure is a commentary on the world, right? In this world, in the Heathers world, in high school, right? popular girls the queen bees and of course this has gone on to spawn other shows right like mean girls doesn't exist without heathers and you know there's you can follow the line right down the, the recess the cartoon recess owes everything to heathers because the ashleys were the heathers right i mean i'm of an age that i knew a bunch of heathers jennifer was the name more than anything like every other girl i knew was called jennifer um when i was in college we actually did the math and it was like one out of this is totally true my freshman year one out of every 20 women on campus was called jennifer so like you could just guess and just be like hey jen and uh you know i mean that's not good odds but one out of 20 that's insane um that's just kind of how it was names were that way names were trendy and heathers you know were the, were the names and um anyway so this movie is all about the, that social structure the way that high school is its own ecosystem. It's a classism thing. JD even has a line about the only place, you know, people from different social stratuses can generally get along is in heaven. Um, it's just so smart. And the color palette of this is, it's like, I've used this in class to teach symbolism because Heather, red is the power color and blue is neutral and black is death and yellow is cowardice and green is envy. I mean, it's just right there. That's not even, you know, it's not even something I'm making up, it's a fact. And of course, everything is, is there's a lot of replacements. paul They go to Westerberg High. There's lots of comments and commentary on replacement songs. I'm not a huge replacement fan, but they're there. So that's interesting and fascinating, too. So this movie is just layer upon layer. I can watch this movie still. I mean, I could act the whole thing out. I could, Dear Diary, Heather says she teaches people real life. She says, if you want to fuck t- with the eagles, you have to learn to fly. I said, You teach people how to spread your wings and fly? She said, yes. I said, you're beautiful. That's how the movie starts after Que Sera Sera is playing while they're playing croquet, and it's amazing. And that's, I could just do that because I can do that. I can quote this movie. I love this movie, but I still watch it all the time. It's still like kind of comfort food for me in a really weird, twisted way. I know a movie about teen suicide and um, uh, revenge and horrible things happening in high schools is comfort food, but there's something about the honesty of Heathers. It is uncomfortable. It is not something that is supposed to be taken seriously. You're supposed to feel awful while you're watching these things happen, but it's like any good social stinging satire. It's turning the camera back on you. And me, as a guy from a small midwestern town um, who saw these assholes act and get power and the mean girls and the asshole football players. Now, I was a football player, right? I was the guy, but I didn't drink. I was a straight-edge kid. Like, I didn't go out and party and do stuff, so... I'd be home on Friday reading books. And if I did go to parties, it was, I was the sober one and people were drunk and falling all over themselves. I left them drunk and flailing in cow shit was the line that Veronica says in this movie because I know those guys. Yes, that's what happens. And the horrible things that they do, that Kurt and Ram do, it doesn't mean they deserve what they get at the end, but that's the point. That's the thing. It's like the things that they wish for when they're at Heather's funeral. They're all wishing for things. And it's like, because people are small and people are awful. And even when there is tragedy and Heather is a bitch she was a mega bitch, is the line that's in there. She still deserves to, you know, have some respect paid to her. She was, in fact, murdered, even though, you know, they play it off like she's killed herself. So this movie forces us to, to face ourselves, and it's still relevant. It's still absolutely relevant. And so there was a spin um, off off Broadway musical version of this that um, didn't do very well in America but actually got picked up on the West. Now I love the soundtrack. I've actually not watched. I saw like a janky version of it on YouTube but now it's on um, the Roku channel in America. I don't know if you guys get Roku channel across the world but the Roku channel is streaming Heathers but Heathers the musical is on there as well. So I'm looking forward to watching that. I haven't watched it yet. That is coming soon but I think you should check it out. The soundtrack is actually pretty amazing and the fact that this is a story that just continues to live on and I think live on stage is a way they can get away with it because that's always where boundaries are pushed live on stage right it's it's a different audience it doesn't feel like you're streaming it free to the masses which is why this movie was problematic when it came out people were like holy shit you can't just have people get this movie you know i don't know that it ever plays on like tnt or basic cable it's one of those things you had to go get but the tv show was supposed to be on tv and you know like i said it just didn't it didn't make it didn't take off for all the reasons because again something terrible is always happening but the concept behind heathers is relevant and it does continue on right there's a reason that there's 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 always going to be stories about queen bees and about terrible things that happen in high school because guess what everybody high school fucking sucked and the thing that i loved about this is if you think your best years were in high school if you peaked in high school that's not great for you and heather's comments on that like this is what happens to you if you peak in high school now here's the other side jd and veronica aren't the heroes they're the villains Martha Dunstock is the hero of this piece, right? She perseveres and she gets bullied and she still tries to hurt herself, um, which is tragic, right? And maybe Betty Finn is the is the real hero. Um, Renee Estevez, younger sister of Emilio and Charlie, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen. She's in this as Betty Finn. And um you know maybe it's her. Maybe she's the hero. But like the side characters, Dennis and Peter, like these are the ones who are like, what what's happening on the periphery, and how are they surviving? And like, who were you in high school? Which which version of these kids were you? Were you getting bullied? Were you the bully? Did you disappear? Were you getting stoned under the under the bleachers during the pep rally? Everybody's here. Everybody's represented honestly here, and what they do and how they are, and you have to look at them and decide, how did I survive high school? Because high school is survival, man. The fact that any of us come out learning anything is pretty amazing. I mean, middle school, I think, is a little worse because everybody's just, like, it's a hormonal petting zoo. That's what middle school is. But high school isn't much better. And, you know, people like me who, like, were book nerds and put my head down, I still don't. It's not like I got away from the drama. I had a girlfriend. There was drama. You know, shit happened. Like, high school feels so big and real because you're trying to play adult, right? And in this movie, in Heather's, this is a movie about people, rich kids mostly, trying to play adult. You know, that Heather and and Veronica go to Remington University, and you know, you blew it tonight, girl, and it's keggers with kids all next year because they're only juniors. And You're like, oh, okay, because you're 16 years old and you're out at a college party because that's what you do. You're pretending to be adult. And that college party scene is spectacular in the way that boys don't age the way that girls do. It's so good. I love Heathers. Okay. So the Geek's Guide to Heathers is you should watch Heathers if you haven't. It is uncomfortable, I am sure, but it is layered. Don't take it too seriously, but take it seriously. Like, They're not saying do these things, but they're saying these things happen, right? It's that kind of movie that has two sides to the story and then layer upon layer upon layer. And it's so good, and I love it. And you know what I'm going to go do when this is over? Probably tonight, I'm going to fucking watch Heathers, all right? Bye, everybody. Thanks for letting me do this, Paul. A massive thank you to my very own Uncle Sam, Tony Farina, for his submission to The Dummies Guide. You can find all of Tony's goings-on, including podcasting and writing, at his website, arfarina.com, so be sure to check him out. You can find more from the Dummies Guide at superdummy.co.uk slash guide. Thank you again to Tony, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.